You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me tonight are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? And today, as with some of our shows, we're going to talk about a subject that just kind of popped up when we're talking to other dog owners. And that's the idea that that young dogs, puppies, adolescents, young dogs will grow out of behavior problems. Because they don't, <laughs> as a general rule. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that in this podcast. So hold on for a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Buster, you're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition. I guarantee it. Petco, with healthy pets go. Enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y, and save 10% on orders of $65 or more, plus free shipping at Petco.com. The world has changed. One in five relationships now begin on an online dating site. And while you never know where things will lead, Match.com has led to more dates, more relationships, and more marriages than any other site. Join today. Pet Life Radio listeners get 25% off the price of a membership. Just go to Mevio.Match.com and enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y. That's M-E-V-I-O dot M-A-T-C-H dot com and enter the code DOGGY to get 25% off Match.com. Whether they're big small, hairy, or whatever, you're going to need gear for your feet. And Kids Foot Locker's got all the great shoes and gear that'll get you in the game. Go to kidsfootlocker.com and enter the code AFDOG1KF to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFDOG2KF to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at kidsfootlocker.com. And cover those funky feet. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery, or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. Kate, what was it when this subject came up? Who were you talking to that the idea of a puppy growing out of a behavior problem? Well, I was talking to a student in class with a little uh, Boston Terrier, and um, he's fearful. Okay. And she hasn't had him for very long. I was talking about the things that she needs to be working on to make him a more confident dog. And she, she took all that in, and then she kind of stopped and said, Oh, I just thought he would just grow out of it. Oh, dear. <laughs> and I, I went, No, not without some help. You know, you're going to have to actively help him grow out of and the, it. And if this is the one in class that I'm thinking of, she also has a young child. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Does yes. She, she came to class with both of them on leash. <laughs> ah. And a, oh, and a very, yeah, very yeah. active young child. Yes. And so I'm sure that young, active young child can be a little intimidating to a newly adopted fearful dog. Yeah. So that's a major potential problem. He's a young boy, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I just found out the other day that a puppy in our base, or a dog that's in our basic class, they thought they were adopting an 8 to 10 week old puppy, and it turned out they were adopting a 5 to 6 week old puppy. Oh. So this is months later that they found this out. And uh, I wish we had known earlier so we could have started earlier on his fear and touching issues. Right. Mm-hmm. He's quite worried about it. So, you know, both dogs have had a, a lot of love in their life, but not focusing on these problems. Right. And then the other thing that put it together for me was I was just bored and prowling around on the internet. <laughs> and of course, I went to Amazon.com. And so dangerous. Yes. <laughs> And I put in, I think, dog training in the search engine. And, and which, so. which I'm sure just brought up thousands of... It did. <laughs> and I was kind of seeing, is there anything new on the market that I haven't seen? But my eye got caught on the left-hand side where they break it down by category. And the first thing that I noticed was that under dog training, housebreaking or house training had something a little over 400 hits. And then came barking, and that got around 300 hits. And um, somewhere down the line were leashes and collars that were, you know, like 50 hits or <laughs> leashes, which I consider in essential training tools. Right. And I just was wondering to myself whether that gives a breakdown of the kind of problems people are having with house training and barking and the ultrasonic no no have to train anything just use your ultrasonic beeper and your dog will magically quit barking oh yes yes of course (laughs) well some organizations have done studies or polls i i I guess surveys or polls are are better 
vocabulary words. Um, I remember a few years ago, Seattle Purebred Dog Rescue mm. compiled from dogs that they took in for adoption. Why dogs were given up by their owners. And I know behavior problems all grouped together were a huge, huge part of that. Sure. Now, there were a few dog doesn't match new furniture, dog doesn't match new carpet. <laughs> Thankfully, those were lesser numbers. Dog doesn't match my hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had one of those in class, didn't we? Yes, we did. <laughs> did really? Yeah, we did. Yeah. What was it? A, a <laughs> apricot poodle? And yeah. Didn't match her hair, and she was unhappy about it. <laughs> That's what hair dye is for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For the person. For the person. Yeah, yeah. And then one of the it's not the shade she was expecting the dog oh, well. to be. And then one of yeah. the uh, dog training organizations years ago did a mm-hmm. poll of dogs that were given up by their owners at local shelters, and the age that the majority of dogs were given up was nine to 12 months, so right smack dab in the middle of adolescence. So if we look at both of those polls, we've got dogs given up for behavior problems and dogs given up smack dab in the middle of Mm -hmm. adolescence. Sounds like a lot of people were expecting the dog to grow out of those things. And instead they had adolescence and actually got worse. worse. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. I mean, even uh, you do everything right with the puppy, you still have to go through adolescence with them and oh, hang sure. on and and uh, get to the end of your rope, tie a knot mm-hmm. in it, and hang on for a little bit. Yeah. While I'm speaking as the owner of a busy, active, hard case puppy. Well, I mean, Cisco, we got it five months, so we didn't have him as a baby puppy, but he came a long way in puppyhood and turned 12 months old last month. And proceeded to hit adolescence, yeah. and I figured it was a de- little delayed because of his adoption. Right, we were on track. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. Rio yeah. was right on the dime. Like, <laughs> good job. <laughs> and I think now he's. I've realized he's now on the downhill of it. So I think we've peaked, and now we're coming down. Things, things are. Oh, it's just the lull. Before the it's storm. just the lull. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's, He's still two He's, months younger than Cisco. You're in the still, eye of the hurricane right now. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, but Cisco okay. hasn't been real bad. I mean, no. he's been a little pushier during his play. And I keep telling Rio the only thing that saves him is his smile. Uh, <laughs> the only thing saving him right now. That's why he smiles all the time. <laughs> but you know, it's, I I get a chance in puppy class to talk to people early and try to set them up right and um, to work on stuff. And warn them about adolescence. Well, in basic class, we always talk about adolescence because at least half of the dogs in basic class are probably right in the middle of adolescence. Because and, and people not, don't understand. Right. They go from that, I want to follow you around because I'm a puppy, to, hey, see you later, I'm gone, I'm down the street. Mm-hmm. Right. Or the puppy who wasn't getting into trouble, and now the puppy's chewing on the sofa mm-hmm. and, and dragging your shoes outside and chewing on your remote or your cell phone or... All those other things. Oh, but he'll grow out of it. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about some of those behavior problems that were at the top of the list and what we can do to make sure people are proactive rather than waiting for them to grow out of. So you, so house training was at the top. And probably a lot of that is uh, not so much for the training as for the supplies, for things like potty pads. And, um, of course, now I did note, I just... You know, browse through 
on the, the screen, but the indoor or patio astroturf potty oh, spots yeah. is a, the latest thing, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense. If I had a toy breed dog and I lived in a Chicago high-rise or yeah. something like that, I'd probably think about it. Personally, I think it's important they get out for a walk, but then again, you know, if you live in Chicago or up in New winter. York in the winter and you've got a toy breed dog, you probably yeah. don't want to have to walk the dog five times a day. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sure that those could have some use. There was one of those bizarre little uh, half a paragraph notice in the newspaper that people were being warned to watch for killer falling icicles in Chicago, falling off of the tall high-rise buildings. Now? Well, a couple months ago. Oh. (laughs) But I just remember thinking, you know, of all the things we face here in California, the idea of watching for falling icicles, it it just stuck in my brain. Actually, I think the Mythbusters did a thing on that, and and they were potentially lethal. Yeah, I believed them. (laughs) I think Adam Savage was down at the bottom of the stairwell with a chunk of meat, and (laughs) Jamie Heineman went to the top of the stairs and dropped an icicle, and I think it penetrated the meat. I find that scary. So I, you in know, typical Mythbusters fashion. I might want to stay indoors in the winter in Chicago with a potty. Yeah, too. Yeah, so no, no shish kebab puppies. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not a big fan of using piddle pads to for a puppy because I do think if you're going to transition to going outside, it makes it more difficult. Right. And if you're going to stay that way, that's probably, we'll, we'll say even half of the um, items on Amazon were just refillable for mm-hmm. Adult dog usage. Well, we also know there are there are a lot of books out there that strictly deal with house training. I I wrote one. There's a call for it, so obviously house training is an issue. It's a call of nature. Oh, and the and but they don't grow out of it. And the the bells, right? The bells to ring. Oh, sure. Yeah. So there are all sorts of things like that. Yeah. But these are all. All right. So let's, let's let's for our listeners then let's give them some tips if they've got a frustration. With uh, uh, house training a puppy or, or hopefully not going on into adolescence, schedule. Put them on a schedule. A schedule is real important for house training. And that means eating on a schedule, sleeping on a schedule, playing on a schedule, and getting them outside on a schedule. And that, you know, they wake up from a nap, you get them outside. You exercise them, you mm-hmm. get them outside. Feed and water them, get them outside. Crate training. Oh, crate training is definitely a huge part of it. Control, control, control. Mm-hmm. No freedom of the whole house. Right. So baby gates, or if you have a toy breed, um, little playpen. Oh, the exercise the, pens are awesome. Oh, no, literally little baby playpen. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. little toy breeds, like yeah. little Maltese or something. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I mean. Although that portable good. one that you have for the Pomeranians is great. Too. Yeah, that's nice, because it does have the... The lid on it. <laughs> the lid on it and a, like a, and a bottom. Yeah. So if they have accidents, it's wipe a boy, throw it in the wash. Um, or you can put, if you're going to pee pad your puppy. You know, if yeah. it's a small breed, it would be fine. But that one's nice. But it and is. It's all about helping them learn mm-hmm. to go where you want them to go and exactly. when you want them to go. And teaching exactly. a command for it. Mm. Yeah. Whether it be go potty or get busy or... or Somebody mm-hmm. in class recently said TT. I don't know where that came from, but whatever the command is, it doesn't matter. You know, dog doesn't and it have a dictionary. Comes in wonderful. I mean, this morning, this morning it was funny because I I dropped Kona off at the vet, but before 
I left him there. I went out. <laughs> it's okay. Go potty. And he does it on command. Yeah. And it was a little bit, but he just, the little dog tried to squeeze, squeeze whatever he could out of him, you know, yeah. and went in and I knew he'd be okay for a while. Yeah. You knew you he was going to be crated for a while. Yeah. He would be more yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Exactly. At an empty but it was like, oh God. I just remember walking away going, I love that command. <laughs> so well, great. And I was trying to explain to a new puppy owner that, you know, that you cannot go back to the scene of the crime. You cannot right. drag puppy back by his collar if you find a mess and scold him and, and tell him what you think about his, his uh, ancestors mm -hmm. at the scene of the crime. That's because the moment's gone. And well, you, you have a good way of explaining that. You take a rolled up magazine. If, if yeah, you find funny. a mess that your puppy left in the house, you roll up the newspaper or the magazine, roll it up nice and tight, and you bring it up to your head and you bonk yourself on the head while you say, bad owner, bad owner. <laughs> That meant you weren't paying attention to puppy before, mm -hmm. you know, during the time when he needs paying attention to or had him safely corralled right, right. during this learning time. Yeah. But when I was saying that to the guy, he, he looked at me kind of funny and he goes, well, you mean that dogs can't learn? Well, how do they remember who we are? I said, you can't go back to something that happened in the past. Well, he acts like he's ashamed. It's because you're mad. I said, yeah. I said, you know, if... And I made myself look all mean and intimidating without trying to break into a giggle. But um, <laughs> and I said, you know, you know that I'm mad. You may not know why. And that's what your puppy's doing. All he remembers is this is the spot where he felt better. Because if he had to go, he had to go, and that's uncomfortable. And that was the spot where he felt better because it's all gone now. I mean, there's a self-rewarding principle to a puppy going. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he could... Some puppies can associate, well, that particular place, dad gets mad whenever he gets there, so I'll go someplace else and feel good. Mm -hmm. Or if you've gone and dragged them from someplace, they may think that that place you dragged them from was what made you mad. Or if you, unfortunately, still stick their nose in it, then your dog becomes secretive. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He it thinks starts... relieving himself is bad, and uh -huh. so he sneaks behind the couch to relieve uh -huh. himself. And if he exactly. was ever starting to ask to go outside, then he's going to quit totally. So, yeah. Puppies have got to go. Yep. All right, so the next thing on the list was barking. And I'm sure on Amazon there was probably all kinds of bark collars of every imaginable type. But I know barking's a big problem, too. We see it a lot in our classes. A lot of dogs have barking issues. And that's not one that's going to go away that they're going to grow out of. Oh, in gosh. fact, in fact, a lot of dogs don't discover their voice until they hit adolescence. A lot of puppies are very quiet. They hit adolescence and go, bark, bark. Oh, that was me. Listen to me. I'm loud. <laughs> <laughs> so barking is an issue that's got to be dealt with, too. And, and the big part of that is figuring out why your dog is barking. You know, for example, today... Kate, ours were out in the, in the training yard playing. Cisco barks when he's chasing a ball or another dog. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, he doesn't bark at the house, but he does bark when he's playing. So that could be an issue playing in my yard and bothering my neighbors if I didn't keep control of it, which I do. But other dogs can bark for other reasons. And I, have, I live on a quiet little private driveway, so we now, Walter knows not to bark at the trash can because they come trash men because they come every 
week at the same time, and regular events now. And I don't actually mind when he barks. Some guy pulled into our driveway, and he was actually lost. So I like the fact that he goes, ah, barbarians are in the driveway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's me know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have a discussion about, okay, that's enough. Stop. Yeah. That's the hard part. Well, but they, I do like him to sound off. You know, and dogs have different barks. I mean, I'll know if somebody's at the gate. A lot of times, I mean, we've got little, you know, can I make it, can you make it to the fence and three-point sure. things? So they don't necessarily come in onto the property. But then it's a different bark with a different tone. And I know, oh, that's somebody they don't know. Yeah. If it's my parents... Or, like, they'll eventually recognize your van. Yeah. When they notice it's somebody, it's a happy, high-pitched bark. They're right. like, oh, somebody we know is here. Yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Which is but nice. you had an issue with one of your guys' problem barking. Was that Teddy? That was Teddy. The, the board, German Shepherd. The board bark. And it was this, woo, woo. It was monotone, seconds, exact same space in between each bark. Like a metronome. Yes. Like Chinese water torture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In barking in nothing, at nothing, just yeah. boredom. Bark. Yeah, bark. Yeah, bark. But then, but you just said a little while ago that you called Teddy in this morning because you said his bark sounded weird. Yeah, his bark was different, and I knew something was up. So I called him in. Thank goodness, because when I went outside, I smelled skunk. <laughs> but so. and you gotta learn to listen to the tones and know your dog's speech what they're talking about. And that that makes a good point. We don't want to stop them from barking entirely. Right. Mm-hmm. We do want them to communicate with us, but what we want them to do is not bark incessantly so right. that the neighbors call and complain like exactly. they did over Teddy. Right. And we don't want them to ignore us when we ask them to stop, that enough is enough. Right. Yeah. I mean, majority of us get dogs for exactly that reason, to be our the warning, security. our little security. They mm-hmm. need to be able to tell us something's going on, but mm-hmm. you also have to understand what kind of tone it is and what mm-hmm. they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And to have the self-control to say that's enough. Right. So mm-hmm. that's the, the best thing yeah. that I've done with Walter is to work on getting him excited on my terms. So I would ring the doorbell. Uh-huh. Because then there's not somebody out there that's going to keep him riled up. Right. And then praise him for being quiet. Oh, good boy. And give him, you know, a little piece of peanut butter or something. Sure. And so I create the stimulus. I create the barking. And then I can control him being quiet and give him lots of praise for being quiet. So if he goes off, that's great. But then when he comes to me to get his treat and I say, good boy, be quiet, he shuts up. Mm-hmm. He shuts up for that. But even if you aren't able to set up the whole scenario and your dog does stop barking, make sure you praise him. Yeah. So when when Cisco was barking when he was playing with Walter this afternoon, when I did tell him, quiet, or I say quiet the first time, then I say shut up. (laughs) When I said shut up, and he looked at me and stopped, and it was, yeah, thank you. Good boy. (laughs) So he gets the acknowledgement that I saw he controlled himself. I do think too many people are yelling, shut up or quiet, while the dog is still barking. Yes. And then it just becomes a shouting match. Well, we've talked about that in class all the time. And there was a comic strip, and I don't know, I don't remember which one it was. Maybe it was Pooch Cafe. Yeah, because that one. Whoever writes Pooch Cafe has attended our classes. (laughs) (laughs) I swear he has. Uh Uh-huh. But anyway, the, the scenario of the cartoon was the dog was barking, bark, 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 bark at the front door. And 
Dad followed the dog to the door going, quiet, 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 quiet. And the thought bubble above the dog was, yeah, Dad's barking too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it gets so frustrating for owners and I, probably for the dogs too. There's sure. never any resolution. Right. Did I chase off the barbarian or what happened? Right. But if you've got an off switch, they can get praised for that. You can say, oh, you let me know. That's a good boy. Okay. Now sit and be quiet. Good. And that brings up another aspect of barking and chasing off the barbarian. And that's dogs barking at the mailman, the UPS man, the FedEx man, any other delivery man. And listeners, we'll have you uh, answer my question here on your own, and then I'll give you the answer. So why do dogs go nuts? When the mailman comes, the UPS driver, the FedEx driver. Or the meter reader. Or the meter reader, or the gas and water, or, or whatever. So think about it for a second. We're going to take a break for our sponsor while you're thinking about it. And we'll come right back and I'll give you the answer. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash world, W-O-R-L-D, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. I play tennis because I love to, but inside, I want to win. Take away the court, the net, I might not be a player, but I'll always be a competitor. Lady Foot Locker understands that. Lady Foot Locker, the first to carry Adidas off-court shoes and the gear that goes with them. If you play your best, there's no regret. Lady Foot Locker, one place, every woman. Go to ladyfootlocker.com and enter the code AFDOG1LF to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFDOG1LF. D-O-G-2-L-F to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at LadyFootLocker.com How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website, PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.
Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. So, have you been thinking about it? Why do dogs go nuts over the delivery drivers or the utility meter readers? Because they win every single time. The dog wins. The mailman comes, delivers your mail or the package, your dog barks, loses his silly brains, and then the mailman leaves. And the dog goes, whoa, look, I chased him away. I was the big bad dog. I chased him away. Same thing with the meter reader. He comes, reads the meter. Your dog is going nuts. Meter reader moves on. Your dog wins. It's self-rewarding. I think the one reason I hear people say is because they all have uniforms. And I'm like... The uniform doesn't have anything to do exactly. with it. Exactly. Like, well, my dog just doesn't like people in uniform. I'm like, no, that's not it. <laughs> that's exactly what Liz said. There's a trespasser They, come, they bark, so they leave. Dog one. Yeah. Simple. It's very simple, self-rewarding yep. behavior. Yep. So what I did is I gave my mailman, UPS man, FedEx driver, each a box of dog biscuits. And I said, give them to other dogs on your route. I don't care. Uh, I'll keep you supplied. Just let me know when you run out. But they started, it was working so well, they started buying their own boxes of cookies. Because <laughs> cool. one day I offered the mailman another box. I said, aren't you out now? After he tossed biscuits over my fence. And, uh, and he said, no, 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 I got a big box at Costco. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and do I want strangers giving my dogs biscuits? No, of course not. But for very specific people who come on a regular basis, mm-hmm. I would much rather my dogs be happy with the mailman and take a biscuit from him than every single day losing their minds and barking so much that they're annoying the neighbors. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. yeah. Didn't I hear one time that actually the is it FedEx or UPS? They're not supposed. to? They're not supposed to, but they do it all right. the time anyway. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Official policy is not to get bit. Right. Right. Well, the official policy is not to get bit, of course, but I think they're worried about perhaps maybe some liability in feeding a dog. Oh. You know, I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I figured the. The number of biscuits my guys get from the delivery drivers is so small that it's not going to be a problem. And, of course, now when the delivery drivers come, they just go to the gate going, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Hi. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so happy to see you. (laughs) It's always a balance when you make a choice. Oh, sure. I look at the pros and the cons. But I'm with you. I I like my male person, and Mm -hmm. I would rather have my dogs greet him happily. Mm-hmm. And he's a lot more comfortable, and exactly. I get more packages come to my door that way than instead of just being left by the gang mailbox. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, let's let's see what other behaviors do we talk to people um, about? Well, Kate had one just recently about fear. Oh, we, right. we mentioned. We it, that. Yeah, that was what started yeah. us off, but the the dealing with it. Right. But that's such a complex issue with so mm-hmm. many. Well, the the young puppy. Um. I handed him a, uh, an article about f- adopting puppies younger than they should be adopted and some of the techniques to work with. 
puppies that young, the, the essence of the article is they haven't been in the mosh pit of right. being with other puppies. Right. And they haven't learned to bounce off of each other and accept being jostled. Or bite inhibition. bite. Or accepting discipline. And I reached down to touch this dog, this young dog, and he was watching my hand come all the way to him. And I was moving slowly and talking to him, but the moment it touched, his whole body flinched and he jerked away as though I had touched him with a red-hot poker. Oh, poor baby. So um, he's, he's going to need some rehabilitation. Lots and lots of, of easy, gentle massages. Yeah. Learning to trust touch. I think his young owner is willing to try it. He's very dedicated. Yeah, He's, he is. For a young guy, mm-hmm. he really wants to try make it work. And then, that's good. If And I think he's, the dog is pretty accepting of his touch. Still a little fearful, but not red-hot pokers. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any idea how he did it, the veterinarians? I don't know. But then, then, yes, then it's transferring it to other people being able to touch the puppy dog. Like the vet or the vet tech. Right, right. Um, yeah. Other members of the family, etc. Which is important because I know our vets like us. They oh, love yeah. it. They're like, just drop Cone off. We love him for the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they can poke, prod, and do whatever. And our dogs are like, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And most of our students. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like that too. Okay, uh, another uh, puppy adolescent problem: jumping on people. Oh, <laughs> was that I one guess, on your list there? I, oh no, it was barking. The top. Uh, no, was no, jumping but it, on there. For, reminds me of a, a large box, pet supply company that that on one of their official brochures talks about if the dog jumps on you, bring up your knee. Oh, oh. I can't believe oh. people are still teaching that. <laughs> That's right. I can't believe it's right there in their brochure. Yeah, we all yeah we all okay injury. Let's go back for our listeners. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay, why do dogs jump on us? They jump on us to greet us face to face. Puppies greet adult dogs by licking the muzzle, nosing mom's face. If they're really lucky, they get mom to throw up some food. Yeah, or mom just licks them. But in any case, puppies greet mama by licking her muzzle. We still see it with our dogs. Walter loves to lick Bashir's muzzle. Bashir's never thrown up for him, and I don't think he ever will. But <laughs> Hope springs eternal. Yeah. Walter loves to lick his muzzle, but they're bestest buddies. Yeah. So, dogs jump on us because they want to greet us face to face. They don't understand that they ruin our clothes, get mud all over us, trash us, knock kids down, knock grandma down. To them, it's a very natural thing. So... There are some old techniques that were taught many years ago as far as teaching dogs not to jump. And one of the most common, I think, was kneeing the dog in the chest. The scenario being the dog comes dashing across the room to greet you. Hi, you're home! You lift up your knee, block the dog in flight, knock him down. Well, in theory, I suppose... But the problem, there's many problems with that. One, your femur is the biggest bone in your body. And if anything's going to give, it's not going to be your femur. It's mm-hmm. going to be the dog's chest. So we're talking anything from bruises and soreness to broken ribs or broken sternum. And in, in addition, it doesn't teach the dog what to do instead. Right. How should the dog greet you? If you don't want him to jump on you, how do you want him to greet you? Kneeing him in the chest doesn't do it. Mm -mm. 
And then there's a couple other techniques. I think, was it a different article or someplace? Turn around. Cross your arms over your chest and look at the sky. One of the TV Or turn around or turn your back towards them. Yeah. Right. So they can scratch up your back. Well, and we've also heard <laughs> a lot of dogs who get frustrated when you turn their back and they bite you in the butt. <laughs> Ow. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> and again, that's not teaching the dog what to do instead. That's my issue with no adversive training at all is you leave, most of the time, you leave the dog in a fog trying to figure out what the right answer is. Right. I mean, an adversive doesn't always have to be a two-by-four swung over their head. Right. Sometimes just just, uh uh-uh, and here's a correction. Here's what you should be doing correctly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. And what we do is we teach them to sit. Yes. All good things happen in a sit. Teach the dog to sit, and that's where he gets praised and petted and and loved on and he sits before you hook the leash up to take him for a walk he sits before you give him cookies he sits before you feed him all good things happen in a sit and then the dog has no doubt as to what to do and it's great to see that when that light bulb goes off yeah you see a pup come up and they're just about a quarter jump you nope that's not what i'm supposed to do i sit and then they're like, got it, huh? Got it. Huh? And then you see them, they just get excited. But it's nice. They like catch themselves just about midair. Don't touch you. And we're like, oh, I'm supposed to right, do this right, instead. Right. Yeah. I almost forgot. And it is. Yeah. like this light bulb. And you just see this. Like They just get happy. The learning process just, is wonderful. It's rewarding. I try to tell my students in puppy class, at least, is that when you take in a puppy dog, you're bringing in someone, a creature from another culture. And so in dog culture, licking another dog's muzzles is a sign of wonderful and love, but it's not a human-to-human culture. <laughs> no, Kate, don't. <laughs> but I will not demonstrate. Right. <laughs> like, not me. <laughs> so when you take an, uh, a critter from another culture in, you understand why in their culture they do what they do. But at the same time, you teach them in your culture that they need to do something different. And they are living in our culture. Right. Right. So, um, I know in some cultures it's quite appropriate. In fact, it's a, a compliment to the who can do the loudest belch after a dinner. <laughs> and except when I'm having uh, meals with some of my relatives. Uh, <laughs> That's generally, in our culture, not considered good, polite behavior. <laughs> so we modify. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the same thing with the puppy dogs. There's, there's so many things that, in their culture, is fine. But they have to learn to adjust to our culture. They're living in our houses, in our culture. But you got to teach them. Sure. Mm-hmm. They won't just magically grow out of it. They right. won't just quit doing it. Because it's fun. Talk about a Were burp. you trying to belch? <laughs> that was, and that nice, was a right? dog. That was not a person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Riker. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, Riker, the old man, felt the need to go outside and belch. <laughs> Either that or he was listening to Kate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I gave him the idea. I, I have said that he understands English. <laughs> On that note, I think we'll call it a call it a night for uh, for this podcast hopefully we gave you something to think about 
And just don't, don't just sit back and let your puppy grow willy-nilly. Help them, teach them, be their parent. Give them some guidelines. Help them to grow out of it and by growing into a new, better behavior. All right. Bye. Nice. Yay, cake. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>